Peter Rush at the heart of the community on 105.9 Bishop FM. Yes, uh, it's uh, Sunday the 5th of March and um, brand new uh, programme this time and uh, you join me uh, just walking down uh, Cockerton Hill Road um, on a litter pick, doing some uh, litter picking. Uh, So uh, let's have a word uh, with a few people uh, that are involved uh, in this uh, fantastic job. Uh, we're doing a bit of uh, litter picking here in Bishop Auckland, along with David. David, I'm told you're the can man. That is correct. I, um, as well as picking up litter, which there's lots of it in Bishop Auckland, I pick up cans, and there's lots of them. So I collect the cans, take them up to where uh, Denham's, or three times a year, and at the end of the year, totally dim, then I, uh, the money I get for those cans goes to Woodhouse Law's church. That, that's absolutely great. Uh, do you go in any particular places, David? Uh, yeah, I do down the uh, down by the railway um, uh, areas and uh, King James School and towards the, um, the into towards the centre of the town. Uh, so up and down the streets, round the back streets, and uh, yeah, there's plenty of litter there. Thank you. Well, I'll leave you to it for now, David. Uh, you're, you're, you're after cans in particular and uh, going to uh, weigh those in. Get them weighed in and get some money for Woodhouse Slow's Church. I'll let you get on with it. Thanks very much for your time, David. Thank you. Take care now. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, we'll just let uh, David uh, get off uh, and uh, find all those uh, cans. And uh, let's just uh, walk uh, just down the street to uh, Tittybockle Park uh, here in Bishop Auckland uh, and catch up with Shirley. I'm uh, with uh, Shirley uh, this morning. Uh, Good morning, Shirley. Good morning. Now, you're doing a little bit of uh, litter picking. Uh, Just tell me uh, where you're going and uh, what... I mean, obviously, you're looking for litter, but uh, are you looking for anything in particular? Any litter, but we do recycle the cans and weigh them in. So that's a big help to um, the church. Absolutely fantastic. So uh, we're just going into uh, Tittybockle Park now, and uh, it looks uh, fairly tidy, but uh, you've got got your hawk eye out. I have. (laughs) People tend to throw things over the fence, so you've got to wade through all the undergrowth. To find all the bits. Oh yeah, it's sort of bottle caps, um, drinks bottles. And yeah, yeah. So, so you, really, you, you you're looking for anything that shouldn't be here. Exactly. And every week I do it, and every week there's plenty of things to pick up. <laughs> I, I bet there is. I bet there is. Is this usually where you start, or, or do you have a particular route, or? I, I tend to start here in Titty Bottle and I work my way down the main street, round the streets near the swimming baths and then back up towards the Baptist Church. So you're keeping the place spick and span then, Shirley, aren't you? <laughs> I'm keeping several streets of it reasonably tidy. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to leave you to it. OK, and thank you for coming. That's a pleasure. Well, thanks very much to uh, Shirley there. She's doing some sterling work. Uh, And uh, we're going to walk down Cockerton Hill Road, uh, down towards uh, the bank and the the big uh, supermarkets uh, here in Bishop Auckland uh, and uh, catch up with uh, Gavin. Uh, He's uh, busily scurrying around uh, looking for uh, litter and uh, leaving those cans out uh, for David. 
Hi, Gavin. Uh, we uh, we caught up on the last uh, Green Matters show, and and you're here doing litter picking. Absolutely. Every every little bit helps, doesn't it? Just thought, come on a Wednesday, got an hour free, so I thought I'd come and do a bit of litter picking down by the train station. And there's quite a lot of litter here, isn't there? There is a lot of litter, um, and so I feel that everyone could do. We can all do a little bit if we have an hour to spare, ten minutes to spare. This can really make a difference in our area to make it a more attractive place for people coming off the train. I, I don't know whether it's just me, but it, to me, it would be better if it wasn't dropped in the first place. You're absolutely right, Peter. That it would be much better if we could um, be able to put um, our rubbish into bins or take it home to be recycled, etc. Um, or even if we're looking to glow. Um, globally stop using um, single-use plastics that will be most ideal um, so we're not having the opportunity to throw um, those little away because there are some single-use plastics here uh, as as well as a lot of cans I, I didn't realize that there were so many cans mm, absolutely so in terms of plastics that can be a good resource as long as it's not a single-use um, plastic but absolutely cans um, are are everywhere but luckily with cans we can actually use those and um, take them to certain recycling areas and get money for them. I mean I'm, I'm looking around here we're just sort of uh, walking towards the station at the moment mm -hmm. and do, do you think that the, the lack of bins is an issue? Um, maybe the lack of bins or potentially um, them being emptied um, every, more often potentially. Yeah, ab absolutely. Uh, and I mean, one of the things that I usually do in, in the car uh, is if I've got some rubbish, I, I sort of just keep it and just take it home with me and, you know, we have a, a, a bin at home. Absolutely, because we all have the opportunity to recycle at home. Um, so if we can take our stuff home, I think that would be the ideal situation. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Gavin. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave you to it for, for the time being. I'll catch up with you later. See you later, Peter. Well, I'm just uh, walking uh, back up the road now uh, to uh, the Baptist Church, and uh, it was uh, there that I caught up with uh, Laura Duffy. Now, uh, Laura instigated uh, all the litter picking around and about, uh, and uh, she's, uh, after volunteers... Oh, we had a, quite a chat, and uh, this is how it went. I'm with uh, Laura Duffy, um, and uh, you, you sort of instigated uh, all this litter picking. So how did it all come about, Laura? Hi, yes. So basically, during um, lockdown, there was a Facebook group um, set up called Let's Clean Up Bishparkland. And um, lots of residents in the community were very upset with, obviously, the amount of um, litter getting dumped about the place, masks, because, um, obviously, like, the bin collections and stuff weren't yes. as regular. And we just noticed the town was just getting dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. And myself and my mum would come down to um, the Baptist church and we just had the idea of let's us go out and start doing it um, just in our own time and the members of the Facebook group kindly out their own pockets donated litter pickers and bags and stuff for us um, which led us on to get more, a couple more volunteers um, and then one of them put us in touch with the Gauntless Gateway who helped us get um, a lot of equipment like pickers, hoops, hives, blue bags, gloves from their um, big local funding. Um, so we have a range of equipment now that, uh, that's loads better for us, better pickers, they last longer um, and we have um, two like permanent volunteers that come all the time and then other people drop in and out but uh, we're just looking for more volunteers, really. Yeah, I mean, your volunteers do a, 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 an astounding job, really. Um, and I'm amazed by the amount of litter that there still is. I mean, I've, I've, I've just been out with a few of your volunteers talking to them. And uh, 
there's still lots of litter about, and I think it's something that, that for whatever reason, we don't notice, do we? I think a lot of people just, like, walk past the problem as well. Um, you sort of notice it, but you don't actually... It's when you stand and really, really look, and you're looking in the hedgerows, like, the hedgerows are just full. You're talking, like, 20-year-old cans packets were found still sat there um because obviously the council can only do so much you know and what their guys and girls do is brilliant because you see them in and out all day going around the town picking the litter where it's visual on the paths but when come bin day, oh, it just spreads everywhere. The wind blows it. It's um, it's on the plain fields. You know, it's it's um, people dropping litter. It's all ages, not just young ones. All ages, you see it. Um, so I think there's a lot there. When when you're out in the thick of it, it's it's just overwhelming at times. And, well, well, it is, and, and I mean, I know, I know the wind is a problem because uh, it always seems to be uh, very windy on my bin day for some reason, uh, and you know, you have got to be careful of the bins opening and the contents spilling out. But, but, but this is more than that, isn't it? Definitely, I think it's come from. It got worse during lockdown, and it's never really got better. We sort of, you see. Little bits like um, they get in touch with Halfords um, and the Halfords team will come and clear their um, grounds round the edge. Um, but again, you can go back the next week and people just chuck cans over. There's food wrappers. We find we find all sorts of stuff. It's do you, do you think it, it's the lack of um, sort of bins, receptacles to put litter in that's the problem, or, or, or just people not not realising what they're doing? I think it's um, I think it's like for me, it's a generational thing because I was brought up. You always say you litter home, and for some reason, it's like skipped, and it's just it's it seems to be it's so frustrating, but it seems to be like people aren't just educated to what littering actually does for the local environment you know and how how it doesn't look nice and no. you know and it's not good for the animals it's not good for um the community you live in you want the place you live in to look nice and feel nice you know and it's just it's it's uh, it's heartbreaking at times. We can go a little pick and then we'll walk back up home, and someone's flicking stuff, and you know, and you're just like, oh, do you mind? Yeah, I mean, you you made a good point there actually. Yeah. That, that, that my mother all those years ago always said to me, you know, if you've got some litter, just put it in your pocket, bring it home, and um, just put it in the bin at home, or or, or find a bin somewhere. Um, I mean, I, I've just been out on, on one of the car parks uh, and, uh, you know, people have said, well, people just, just throw litter out of the, the car window. I mean, that, that would never happen years ago, would it? No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, like, I can't, you wouldn't dream of it, so I don't understand, like, the mentality of doing that action because it's someone else has got to pick that up. You're leaving that, you're leaving your rubbish for someone else to pick up after you're responsible for your own own rubbish and uh, to put it in the bin, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm just astounded by, by the amount of litter there is. Now, now you said there that, that you're after volunteers. You've got some brilliant volunteers, I have to say. Um, but how, how do people volunteer for you? How, how could they if they wanted to? Yep, so we here every Wednesday at Bishbarton Baptist Church. It's the one next to the hospital. And we set off from um, 11am till 12 noon. So we just do that hour, but the amount of stuff we pick up in that hour, it's unreal. Um, we have all equipment provided, obviously, by the Gauntless Gateway. Um, so you just need to bring yourself. Just just tell me about about your cans because you you collect cans separately don't you 
Yes, so David, our volunteer, he's been um, collecting um, aluminium cans for a while now, and um, they get he weighs them in, and he gets money for the for them, and that goes to Woodhouse Church, where he's a member of Woodhouse Church as well. So we're always after donations of cans. If anyone has any knocking about, we can come and collect them. So, Laura, what are the benefits, apart from the obvious, uh, to the community of, of doing all this litter picking? Oh, there's lots and lots of benefits. Um, you've got helping the environment, you've got helping the animals in the natural habitat, you're creating clean spaces in the community, you're taking pride in your local area, you've got your outdoor exercise, which is good for your health and well-being. <laughs> Coming from the heart of the community, Bishop FM. I'm in the studio uh, with uh, Alan Chryster. Alan, very good morning to you. Morning, Peter. Now, you, you've been doing a little bit of litter picking locally. H how did you start on that journey, Alan? We, I used to live here, uh, Chopwell concert, this, this patch. Right before I left the patch, went to college and went south. And we've been in France a while, but we came back two years ago and we thought this area, Durham, just brought back memories and we wanted to be here. So we came back, the missus and I, helped the grandkids. And I think we, we were really gobsmacked at the extent of how beautiful it is. Yeah, absolutely. We, we really, really, I mean, the missus is from the south and she was absolutely blown away by just a drive from here to Hexham, the 68, and then the drive to Barney, and then the North York Moors and the Pennines and the Yorkshire Dales. So this area, I view as a bit of a jewel. And the southerners we get up are also gobsmacked and unbelieving about how really, really tremendously beautiful it is. So well, well, I am one of those people, actually, because I'm originally from the Midlands, and I moved up into this area for 20 years ago now. Yeah. And, and, and every time I go out, I, I'm of the same yeah. mind. Well, there we go. And we, we literally try and get out as often as we can. And the, the launch point for the interest in the litter was basically this feeling that what we're doing to this beautiful patch, Bishop in particular, yeah. is uh, ruining it. Without offence to anybody, it just seems to be happening. I don't know why. But it seemed to be, even on our estate, at the entrance, the route to Shildon, there just seems to be a lack of interest in how much litter there is. So I know there's a local keep Bishop Auckland tidy group. I'm not a groupie, so I just thought maybe I can give a hand by doing my own litter pick locally. So from our house, out of the estate, round the corner on the 688, back up towards Holdforth and then back on the Black Path. So do you do that? Weekly? Yeah, it's once a week. I mean, it depends on the weather, but it varies day to day. But there's always sufficient litter. I fill a bag and then I have to come home because it's too heavy to carry. So I, I generally do about half, half an hour to 45 minutes. And I feel very positive about it. It is making a little difference around here. And the number of people I meet in this humble position of picking litter, they do seem to be quite supportive of the idea that we could do more and what do we do about it and what's it all about. And that's an interesting query in itself. Why is it happening? Well, you know, I've just been out yeah. um, litter picking in, in Bishop Auckland yeah. and, and I'm absolutely astounded by the amount of litter there is. And mm -hmm. I said at the time, I, I think we tend not to see it yeah. un until you're actually looking for it. Yeah. If there's a real look in our area, any hedge from the army barracks on St Andrews Road and then the 688 in particular and then the 6282 and then the 689, each one of those sections, if you look, the place is just full of it. And then if you try and walk to Shildon from here, along parallel to St Andrews Church, there's a path there. Yes. We, we thought the walk, the nearest walk we could do in this patch to, to introduce our French friends to because they're proud of their, yes. their country and they, yes. there's not a lot of litter in France but there is here we thought the path to Shildon was the one St Andrew's Church past the industrial estate along the Roman Lion up the fields to Shildon and honestly 
it is it is like a, a refuse tip. It's as if nobody cares about it, nobody's interested, and you can't literally walk it without feeling really, really disappointed about why. And we are still trying to work out that. But it's it's the most beautiful walk. If if it was litter free, it would be a pleasure. As it is at the minute, it's a bit of a nightmare. Hey, I know. Um, I, I mean, it's it's a while since I've been to France, but I, I know they're very proud. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I made the point um, uh, a little while ago that my parents always used to say, if you're out and you've got some litter, find a bin yeah. or put it in your pocket or bag or whatever mm. and bring it home and put it put it in the bin. But we, we don't seem to be as minded as that no. these days. Yeah, it's, it's, and I, I was going to ask you, why do you think there is a difference here to France? I know, I know in Saint-Lô where we were, it's not far from the beaches, the, the landing beaches, yeah. there's an investment in council workers who do the job. I heard a, I was in touch with Durham trying to get some support for my personal litter pick yeah, yeah. Uh, mission. Um, and they, they gave me a litter picker and the special bag and the, the clamps. So I've got the kit. Right. Uh, and they, they were supportive of the idea that when it comes to it, the, the, the difference in attitude now is, is measurable. You can actually feel the difference. And if you watch a car, I don't know, frequently behind you or in front of you, you'll see the stuff come out the window. It's almost as if we'll keep our own place tidy. We'll, we'll make sure mm. our car's tidy, our pockets are tidy, um, and we'll put it somewhere else. So I think there's a, a deep lack of concern about uh, the place they live, the place we live. There's a lack of concern in some hearts and minds about that. And so is education possibly the cause? Is there... I'm, I, I thought, you know, when you see the signs, if you throw your litter, it's 150 quid round here. Yes, yeah, the, the, there are yeah. signs about it, aren't there? But what we know, I got fined for speeding the other day, and I took the course, and in the course, the, the, I learned a lot. And I, I was at fault for not concentrating, but it's almost mm. as if when you get a fine for doing something, you stop doing it. I'm really, really quite keen on watching though. I, I was a bit less careful before, driven for 60 years, no problem, mm -hmm. no problem. But now I think a lot more about when I go out. I do believe if we had occasional cameras which said, yes, which, which don't necessarily have to say where they are, but if you could just uh, get people to understand when they throw stuff out of the window, there's a fine for it. But the council does things like that for fly tipping, don't they? They do. There needs to be something that stops people doing it. Now, I don't think, I'm not sure education's working. I'm not sure we're getting there. They even stamp on the cans to make it more tidy and it doesn't roll away, doesn't make a noise, because when you're a litter picker, you can't pick a can up that's flattened. You've got to kick it onto the sidewalk and then try and get a hold of it. We, we have Dave, the can man, um, and, and he actually um, only picks up cans in the area. Well, he weighs them in and all the proceeds go to the local church up at Woodhouse Close. Good man. Which which I, I, I think is a brilliant <laughs> idea. And so if anybody's got any cans, yeah. take them up to the Baptist church right. and they will take them off you. Right. And, and Dave, he will get them wading and uh, he, he'll get money for the local churches. I do think we oldies, we crinklies, could maybe be inspired to do more, just on the basis that it's not a bad way to spend the morning, as long as you can, you've got the kit to get out. You actually feel good after you've done it. And there's a lot of people my age out there who I meet who are sympathetic to the idea. But it's a big step when you become a litter picker because there's a feeling, whoa, what am I? Um, and will, will people be rude to me or will I get ignored or will I get sworn at or will a car suit? There's a sense of that. But truthfully, when you're doing it... I was just saying, has, has that happened? No, everybody's been really quite supportive. Right. Uh, you get a hoot on the, the horn sometimes, a wave, and people who you meet personally have a chat with you. Um, I think I think the elderly could do it. It's, it's, if you look out of your window, there's some idea that if you've got 50 metres from your house, there's litter. Why don't you, if you see it, go out of your house, pick it up with your glove on and put it in the bin? 
I mean, I, I, I made the point uh, earlier on. Um, when I put my bin out, it always seems to be windy. <laughs> and, and, and bins do yeah. do fall over and, yeah. and, and rubbish yeah. comes out of bins. And whenever there's rubbish around, around about the house and that, um, even after the um, refuse people have been, I will always pick it up and put it in the correct bin. Yeah. Because I think that's really important. It's no good saying, oh, well, that's not my rubbish. Yeah. There's, there's a bin on the black path which was burned and we could do with one at the end of the estate. I don't know what the, the deployment of bins is like for the Durham County Council. All I know is they're undermanned. I think there are six guys for this area of the county right. that are responsible for litter picking. Because one of the things I was going to ask you, Al, do, do you think there are enough rubbish bins around and about for people to use? I think we could do with more bins, definitely. In particular places where you just see a lot of litter, but the main area of concern would be the, the main roads, because that's yeah. where most of the stuff comes out. You can almost see at the roundabout where the 689 hits the 688. That, if I'm not there, it looks at the minute like a rubbish tip. It really is. You could, I could fill a bin, I could fill one of my bags on that spot for 45 minutes and then need another bag. How, how do you think we can educate people better to... My point earlier on was my parents always taught me as yeah, a child, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know it's a, a while ago now, yeah. that we should bring our litter home with us or, or, or find a bin... Where does it start? School? Um, at the home? In the home? With the parents? Mm. I'm, I'm unclear about the solution. I just know that pride and awareness mm. of the privilege you have living in a place like this, the pride that we could have for Bishop seems to be less than it could be. And I wonder if we couldn't begin to instill pride in our kids more in the classroom by actually just clearly educating the idea of this is a very beautiful place we live, can we look after it please? And maybe starting with the kids educating their elders. The place could be so better presented, the castle's upgraded, that's looking grand. Yes. This is a place to be proud of and I just would like to do more. So for, so for you, what's, what's, what does the future hold for Litter Piggy? Oh, I think we could have brigades. Um, you know, I think we could really, really, really swamp the place. Kids with litter pickers, grannies with litter pickers. Just keeping our own patch clean. I, 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 I'm certain that our, the elderly could be better used than they are in a positive way. Uh, I think kids could be more useful than they are. And I think the kids, the, between us, the, the grannies and the kids, we could maybe have an influence on the middle, maybe. Maybe there was more pride, you know, amongst our elder generation, your parents and mine. Maybe, mm. maybe we were just privileged to be, have our houses and our heating and our homes and our freedom. And maybe protecting that was part of the battle. Like, let's keep our own doorstep tidy. People sweeping their doorsteps. It used to happen, didn't it? Still it did. And, 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 and putting red paint on the steps. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've <laughs> yeah. got some on mine here. Yeah. Um, the, f the future, I think, could be a major camp. I mean, we, we've travelled the country this last couple of days from London to here, and the A1 <laughs> is, 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 is as bad. I, I wouldn't want to be picking litter on the A1, that, mind. That's <laughs> the, the, there's half the problem. And it's on the main ones. The 688 out to the M1 is, is pretty bad. But who would want to do that? You'd have to be paid. Because it's just, um, it's a poison lane, isn't it? It's just full of fumes and, oh, and traffic moving at such a speed. I, 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 think, I think a major campaign of education is the solution. And I do believe if we could just have some clever cameras to stop people doing it, to say, even, even not finding, just putting a little note through the door to say, yeah. um, by the way... Awareness. Yeah, awareness. Stop doing it, please. So I think the order for the future for you then, Alan is that you're going to carry on doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to do more. Um, I'm going to continue, and I will... I think I'll take my granddaughter over on Wednesday, and she can try. She's interested. Excellent. That's excellent, getting getting the youngsters yeah, yeah. involved. And I think if people see kids doing it, and grannies and granddads doing it, it's a sort of influence. 
it's a sort of there's a message there come on let's get our act together and be proud of bishop and i do believe that is where we need to be this is a lovely town it really is surrounded by some of the most beautiful country in england yeah um and we could be prouder of where we are and we want to keep it like that exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Alan, I do really appreciate your time uh, on Green Matters this morning. Thank you very much and all the very best it's been a with pleasure. what you're doing. Thank you, Peter. Cheers. Asia on 105.9 Bishop FM. Uh, I thought I'd play that one uh, in uh, this time's uh, Green Matters uh, because we've been talking about it a lot, haven't we, uh, just at the uh, start of the programme. Uh, have a little respect for uh, not only each other, uh, but uh, the place where we live, and I think that's really, really important. Well, uh, Gary's going to be uh, talking to us uh, about volunteering, yeah, volunteering for Bishop FM, uh, because uh, volunteers, as we've heard, uh, do make an important uh, contribution to the community, uh, including uh, our volunteers here at Bishop FM. So if you fancy that, uh, then you can get in touch with us. Uh, if you fancy doing a bit of uh, litter picking, you can do that uh, 
uh, on uh, your own or as part of a group and there's uh, many groups uh, in and around uh, Bishop Auckland uh, and the area that uh, Bishop FM covers uh, and I'll give you some uh, information uh, towards the end of the show. After we hear from Gary we're going to uh, take a uh, short break and then we'll be hearing from uh, the Reverend John Purdy uh, and uh, we'll be getting his take uh, on uh, the Green Fair which of course is coming up uh, in uh, June this year. Yes, Saturday the 24th of June. But for now, here's Gary. This is 105.9 Bishop FM, your local radio station for South Durham. There has never been a better time to join our dedicated team of volunteers here at Bishop FM as we look to expand our range of programming. Whether your interests lie in music, sport, journalism, technical production, social media or marketing, we have a place for you. Our future plans provide an ideal opportunity for you to develop your skills, your talents and your creativity. Visit bishopfm.com and click on volunteer. Tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll get back to you. Bishop FM, making great local radio for South Durham. Come and join us. This is Children's Bishop FM. Listen to Bishop FM on your smart speaker. Ask it to play Bishop FM. Peter at the heart of the community on 105.9 Bishop FM. I'm at the Bishop Auckland Methodist Church uh, with the Reverend John Purdy. John, thank you for joining us on Green Matters. Uh, it's a great honour to be on Green Matters. Now, obviously we're going to have the Green Fair held here at the church. We had the uh, last year's event in September. So what what what's your sort of take on what is about to happen here in June this year? What happened last year was an experiment, uh, a bit of a green experiment. There had been a Bishop Auckland Climate Action Group for a number of years. Some of us had got involved in the COP26 process and went up to Glasgow. And, and there was a feeling... Um, just people interested in the environment from volunteers out at Low Barns, a nature reserve, to those uh, interested in the local rivers, to litter picking, to those who were planting herbs and uh, different things in the locality, a bit of gorilla gardening in places, the hospital grounds across the street where folk were putting in uh, stuff just... um, instead of just plain grass, putting in uh, plants and a little bit more attractive. Uh, Titty Bottle Park, there were a, a team of volunteers there. So there was a sense of greenness coming into the town that I think was helped by the whole lockdown experience of early COVID when we were restricted for, from going on foreign holidays and we were encouraged to stay at home and get out into your garden for fresh air and walk the locality. And we suddenly realised, well, there are green spaces just on our doorstep They're good, but they could be made better. And we should protect this because life is fragile in many ways, not only at a global level, but in our local environment for our mental health and well-being. And therefore, we said, yep, is there an interest? We thought there was, and we tested it last year. So, John, how how have you got involved in all of this? I, I know Daniel... Uh, started uh, the the sort of movement. Daniel had an early conversation with myself um, because I'd been involved in in a a climate uh, funeral um, before COP. I'd been involved in different initiatives uh, and this is um, an eco-church. It has won a green award and I've been a representative of the Eco Congregation Ireland. I have lobbied the Irish government on behalf of faith groups there. So I've had that interest and and Daniel knew that. So he said, "Um, can we do it? Uh, Is it possible? And I said, yeah, I'm I'm the minister of the church here. I I should be able to swing a building for us. Um, And um, there are folk who are interested in the community. 
if we start asking around, maybe folk will be interested and a small planning group of about six or seven folk came together and we put together the first Green Fair and delighted this year to have more people and more enthusiasm and more people involved in the planning process and saying, all right, um, it was slightly unfortunate uh, the Queen's death meant... um, Yes, for a first year of trying things, people were uncertain whether they should be attending events. Uh, And in September, uh, we had very little uh, presence from school children because the publicity had gone out in kind of June, July and then was forgotten about. So there was a sense of maybe September's not the best time, move it to to June or July uh, and hopefully um, King Charles will be living and, and fit and well at that stage. Uh, But let's have a go again and build on the good success of last year. Because even though the circumstances of last year's event were unfortunate, I I mean, it was was a terrible thing to lose Her Majesty. And it it was only a couple of days after uh, that tragic event. But it was still well supported. And, And it's a great community event, isn't it? It was very well supported by the the different groups and agencies for whom the environment and green matters. You know, it wasn't persuading people to come in from a distance. It was seeing how many people are committed to their stretch of river, to their cleaning up their footpath, to to, um, vegan food or or organic produce, to... um, the whole fuel poverty that was beginning to be an issue last September for various different things from um, electric bikes and getting us out on bikes to electric cars and people inquiring about that and and all sorts of different interests but sharing that common interest in that green matters and so folk gathered together and we encouraged one another because sometimes it's been a lonely journey I've been involved in this kind of thing for about 20 years and often whenever you join national networks you find that you're the only person in an area that's interested in this or that has been the case up to recent years. And discovering that actually within the town there are lots of folk who share those concerns was affirming. So we talked to one another in stalls, uh, we heard what one another were doing, we we learned from each other. And and having knowledgeable practitioners within Bishop Auckland who can share their wisdom and experience of what they have learned over the years, of how they have taken simple steps for the good of the planet, but for the good of their mental health and well-being and the good of the local community. And sharing all that, we came away um, saying, yeah, we've learned something and we should have another green fur so that others can come and take part in the conversation bring what they have to offer into the conversations and the workshops and ask the questions and learn and chat over a mug of coffee or a lunch it's not formal it is a sharing of the community it's not a academic going to Durham University to study something, it is talking to your neighbour about what matters to them and how they're making a difference. I was involved broadcasting from, from the event and, and will be this year by the way um, and, and for me I learned so much and it, it, it's been a, a fantastic learning curve and it's, it's, if I might say, it's not a matter of preaching to people, it's a matter of educating people because I, for one, didn't know and a lot of people didn't know what this sort of green community action meant. I mean, this, this, this time's green matters. We've been litter-picking and, and I, I'm absolutely... I, I said this earlier in the hour... Um, I'm absolutely astounded by the amount of litter that there is about. And to do such a small part of of picking up that litter, it's encouraging everybody else to to do that. And and I think it's fantastic. It's making things better. 
whenever I started in ministry almost 25 years ago in County Limerick, I went to Ireland's prettiest village and it won many awards for being Ireland's tidiest town. And my neighbours complained to me if I didn't cut the grass often enough and leave it tidy enough, there might be deducted points in a national competition. And I heard from different members of that community how a predecessor of mine simply on his morning stroll into the village to get a paper would pick up whatever litter and put it into the bin. His preaching, nobody ever said what he preached about, but observed those 30, 40 years ago how he strolled to get his paper and in doing so helped the village gain an award but help people feel better about their environment by taking the crisp packet from the street and just walking along and outside the newsagent dropping it into the bin before he got his paper. So it's simple things to make the environment better and then being aware of that saying well actually years ago we used to get snow in February or March uh, there hasn't been the, the winters that I was told to expect in Bishop Auckland. Maybe there's something going on at a world level as well as a local level. Maybe if I'm concerned enough to pick up a crisp packet, I should begin to be concerned, well, why are the winters different? Why are the summers now heat waves and close to 40 degrees in Bishop Auckland in the summer day? and to go further but it all starts at the local and that's important fantastic i just wanted to ask you finally what sort of thing are you expecting from the new event this year on june the 24th i'm expecting to to learn from the passion and enthusiasm of, of, of others I, I hope different folk will come in and inspire us from outside and different speakers but it's about bishop auckland people sharing with bishop auckland people and i i want to hear those stories i i want to learn the the, the secret little things that oh right if you save these seeds and if you plant them out at this time then you can get a wonderful display for next year and to have those homegrown tips and recommendations and they will mean more because they're being shared from people I meet on the street and in the shops and I'll take them I'll, I hopefully will put them into practice so wherever I move in years to come I will bring a little bit of that and I'll look back at my time in Bishop Auckland and say Ashley, Bishop Auckland lovely wall garden at the castle but there were other beautiful spaces around the town and um, yeah if you get a chance visit Bishop Auckland because its people know how to care for the place and there is a lot more to be seen fancy paintings and museums great but wander around the town go into the parks go in along the river and see what people are doing and enjoy the beauty of Bishop Auckland. That's that's super. That is, uh, and I think that's something that that, that we can all do. And uh, it's a great community uh, event. Uh, Reverend John Purdy, thank you very much for talking to us on Green Matters. Thank you very much, and all the best with Green Matters for many months to come. Thanks, John. Join us for Bishop Auckland Green Fair 2023. Following the success of last year's Green Fair, we are now planning a similar event for 2023 to be held at Bishop Auckland Methodist Church on Saturday the 24th of June. This will bring together local groups and individuals and some uh, from uh, further afield who are passionate about protecting the earth, living healthily, and sustainably and building a stronger community as we face many challenges together as before the green fair will be free to attend and we hope that many people will not only come but uh, find it informative inspiring empowering and fun the day will include stalls talks creative workshops and practical activities for all ages and of course, good food and refreshments. 
much of this prepared from produce that would otherwise go to waste. The organising committee welcomes expressions of interest from anyone who would like to get involved, whether by offering to host a stall or activity, volunteering to help with the communication or practicalities or making a financial contribution towards expenses. We're also open to new members who can participate in the planning of the event. So if you're excited by this opportunity and uh, free to join us for at least one or two meetings a month, ideally in person, but uh, online if necessary, mostly uh, weekday evenings, please get in touch as soon as possible. We are keen to make the event truly inclusive, so would particularly like to have some children and young people on board and would also love to hear from every part of this brilliant community in and around Bishop Auckland. So search Facebook, Bishop Auckland Green Fair. We look forward to seeing you. Yes, we do look forward to seeing you. And uh, let's uh, just have a look at uh, the next meeting. Uh, the next meeting will be uh, this Wednesday, uh, the 8th of March at 6 o'clock at Bishop Auckland Baptist Church. And then the next meeting, the 22nd of March, uh, again at the Baptist Church, starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, so uh, if you're round and about and would like to come along, uh, then you'd be very, very welcome. That's just about all we've got time for uh, on uh, Green Matters uh, this month. Uh, we'll be back uh, for the next Green Matters uh, in uh, April. Yes, it's the uh, first Sunday in April, which is uh, the second, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you then. My thanks to uh, all the uh, participants uh, this time. It was great to uh, go out on that uh, litter pick and uh, have a chat to uh, all the people uh, involved who do an absolutely sterling job. Look after yourselves uh, and all those around you. Thanks again. Peter signing off. Bye for now.